Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right, and we're back. Welcome to the Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondren here with you. I am joined by, I should say, licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. We only solicit clients in those states and only um, market in those states. We're only licensed in those states. So that's what we do. We keep ourselves limited to that. Anyway, I'm joined today by Frontline Lisi. Are you out there today? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, Frontline. What's going on over there? Oh, you know what? Just uh, trying to uh, sort off the the tough people out there. Sorting out the tough people, are you? <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. So we got some things today we're going to be talking about real briefly here. Uh, a couple issues. Uh, we're going to talk today about Reg Commissioner's Regulation two seven three three. Sorry, two seven seven three. I'm, I'm struggling today. It's been a while. Uh, 2773, and I'm going to talk a little bit about trademarks, picking a good trademark name, or excuse me, picking a good business name, and uh, I think you're going to tell us a little bit about Wachovia and uh, foreclosure review, and uh, that's going to be sort of the topics we're going to touch on. Anything else uh, on your mind today? I I think today, um, I think it's uh, probably a good start to a new fresh show, so I I think we're we're going going to try and do the show more consistently, just we've we've had people call. Well, well, I can't get fresh on the show. FCC has these rules and regulations, <laughs> so we can't do that. But uh, let's jump right into it here. And uh, so let's talk about the uh, – we, we did a blog post on the Commissioner's Regulation 2773, and this is a regulation uh, in a nutshell. Uh, you can read our blog. We have a link to the, to the blog on our, our show here at blogtalkradio.com slash attorneysteve. Um, you can basically check out the link, but it's a uh, pretty basic law, really. It's it's when real estate licensees are marketing and brokers are marketing materials and doing things on the Internet, they need to disclose their license identification number on your website, business cards, flyers, brochures, you know, things like that. And I'm, I've been seeing a lot of things lately that either come through the mail or, you know, we get quite a few different real estate uh, mail pieces in the mail and whatnot, but, you know, I'm seeing things that don't have the the broker's license number, and it, it just it reminded me that there was a regulation that came out and that these things are need to be in, complied with. I don't know if everybody is aware of it or not, or just something that maybe sort of slips everybody's attention, but why not just put your your, your broker license on your advertising materials? Any thoughts on that? Um, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, it's amazing what the average person doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, it's one of those things where I think that, I mean, you just, most people don't know. So, 
makes well, sense. Well, you know, but, and I think part you know. of this was, if you if you think about it, remember in 2007 when sort of the the, the meltdown was, uh, the financial meltdown was starting or building a head of steam or whatever, you had all these companies coming out saying, yeah, you know, we're auditing companies, we're loan securitized company, and we're real estate companies, we're save your home companies, we're, we're you know, we're, we're all these kinds of things that that they were portraying themselves as if they were like a real estate type company and and you know as well as I do how many people were getting scammed by different uh companies and this and that and so I think part of this rule if you look at the time frame I think it was passed in 2009 um is just designed to help consumers ferret out the real companies from the fake companies you know with the internet now I mean anybody can it literally uh, you know, put up, a, start a company, put up a website one day and hold themselves out and fool you and look like a real company and all this other stuff. So I think part of that law is just designed to address that. In, in other part, it's you get all these materials in the mail, it's the same thing. They want you to be able to know who the licensee is. It's not a complex law, not tough to comply with. And in fact, I would argue that it gives you a marketing edge or marketing advantage by putting it on there and distinguishing yourself as an actual real estate company uh, licensed in California. So anyway, I wanted just to do this quick update and just let you know that it is a something you're supposed to do. Now, how might this come up? You know, we have we represent brokers and whatnot in DRE accusations and audits. Okay, so when the Department of Real Estate's coming out to look at your books, see what you're doing. If they get a complaint, they're going to, you know, could very conceivably, you know, knock on your door and you have to kind of, when, when they do these audits, they look at a lot of things. I mean, they look at your folders, your files, your books, your records. And one of the things, and I, I've seen them before uh, at an audit, say, well, where's your business card? Can I see it? They want to see what offices you have on there. They want to see if you're using a DBA. So the point being, long story short, is you need to disclose it if you don't. Technically, that's a violation of the commissioner regulations. It could write you up for it. Uh, you, if you have that violation coupled with some other violations, such as uh, we see this one all the time, um, failing to license a DBA with the Department of Real Estate, you can't just go operate across the state of California with a DBA as a real estate company that the Department of Real Estate is not aware of. You have to file a form and and, and make them aware of that. So that, those are like two big things. So for the real estate people out there, just wanted to give a quick heads up. Start using your license in your advertising materials. I would use it just about everywhere. Um, there was a part of law that says you don't have to use it in streaming video. Um, and so that was one thing I found to be somewhat interesting. But I would do it anyway. I mean, if you're going to, to, to be marketing you're going to be doing videos, streaming videos, Yahoo, Vimeo, whatnot, then put your, to me, put your license on there. Let everybody know that you are licensed. It distinguishes you from those people that are running around basically setting up shop overnight, some of these people, illegitimate businesses. So anyway, there's a, just a quick DRE broker update. Attorney Steve here just keeping you posted on the things you need to know or reinforcing the things you already know. How about that? Oh, I, super exciting. But you know what's interesting about that? Is, <laughs> is there anything more exciting than compliance? Isn't that just the most exciting thing in the world? Well, you know, it, it, no, there there isn't. But what I find very interesting is that, you know, the average person gets their license 
you know, they they try to they try to do what they're supposed to do. They try and comply. I mean, the, the calls that we get from people from the department or that that you know have audits and accusations, you know, some of them are you, you, you're like, why are they even bothering them? But the bottom line is, is that you know, rules are rules are rules. I mean, when there's you're supposed to follow rules, you're supposed to follow rules. So it's just interesting how. You know, to try and figure out exactly what it is you're supposed to do, it's not easy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, you're exactly right. And, you know, that's one reason why we created our Broker Council program. You can find out more details at BrokerCouncil.com. But, but basically, how do you keep up with all the new rules and laws and regulations, the case law, things, things that affect your business? Um, so anyway, yeah, so it's a good topic, and there's a um, – quick overview but you're right compliance is there i mean we see what happens if you you know we couldn't live in a world with no rules some people go i you know i hate lawyers i hate all this why do we have all these rules and regulations you hear the politicians talking about rules and regulations and this that and the other you know we see we have seen what happened with with the major financial institutions what happens with with regulations okay uh, you know, they don't always comply with the regulations that are existing, basic ones like TILA and RESPA. So, you know, so to have, to say, well, let's not have any regulations, um, you know, that's probably not going to happen, number one. I don't care which party's in control. So, but, but yeah, so, you know, I'm getting off topic a little bit, but bottom line is you've got, we've got this rule, comply with it, it's easy, and and, and at the end of the day, I think it gives you a competitive advantage anyway. You should be proud of that license. You work hard for it and, you know, proudly display that thing uh, in your marketing materials. How's that sound? Well, it, it sounds great, but and that's one of the reasons that you, I mean, one of many of the reasons that you started the Broker Council was for that exact reason. And how many times do you have people, you know, brokers or real estate people that get in trouble with the Department of Real Estate for one thing or another and, you know, because they haven't followed the compliances of what they're supposed to be doing. And that was one of the reasons that you started the, with the broker council was for the, you know, average real estate person, broker, what have you, to, you know, not have to, you know, end up being in trouble and paying, you know, to have to hire an attorney because you're, you know, have an accusation or what have you. But it was to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do so you don't ever have to deal with that. Yeah, it's exactly right. And and what I what I tend to tell people is, you know, that some of the best money, the dollar per dollar that you can spend on a on an attorney or a law firm is is the preventative law, keeping yourself out of trouble. And be, you know, because times are tough, you know, because people, you know, may not always be inclined to say, look, I'll give you a retainer and and do all this stuff. You know, a lot of people tend to make decisions based on their gut feelings or tend to ask a friend or check a, check something online that may or may not be accurate, and then they go and make a decision in regards to a transaction or mar- Internet marketing, things that they're doing, and it may or may not be right. So, you know, I tell people, you know, if you don't know, if you're not sure, if you want to be, you know, make sure you're doing things right, why not have an attorney on your side? Pay them the money that it takes for their for their time, for their hourly time to help keep you out of trouble and whatnot, as opposed to saying, well, I just got a lawsuit, now I'm in a trademark lawsuit, and can you represent me? And I say, yeah, you know, we need several thousand dollars for a retainer, and it's going to cost you this, and blah, blah, blah. Which one makes more sense? I would argue that it makes more sense to stay out of trouble in the first place 
but um, you know, some people just either can't afford it or they don't want to do it or they think, you know, I've been through broker school. That teaches me everything I need to know. Well, I've been through two, two, two broker schools, uh, California and Arizona. I've uh, you know, passed the broker's exam in both states, and I can tell you they don't cover everything you need to know, unfortunately. How could they? Um, and if they did, you would be upset because you would have way too much to study. So at any rate, good advice, um, and uh, I think we hit that, hit that uh, topic on the head, and we'll be right back. The Law Offices of Stephen C. Vondren is a business, real estate, and intellectual property law firm. When your assets are on the line, call Attorney Steve. From corporate services and contracts to high-stakes litigation, we've got your back. Call us at 877-276-5084 or find us on the web at attorneysteve.net. That's attorneysteve.net. You are listening to the Vondren Legal Hour, where you will learn everything you need to know to sound profound at cocktail parties and impressive around the water cooler. If you have something to say, don't be shy. Call right now and speak your mind. The toll-free number is 877-774-3195. That's 877-774-3195. And now, back to the Vondren Legal Hour with attorney Steve Vondren. Okay, all right, we're back. Uh, Steve and Lisa here talking to you. Uh, now we are moving on to a new topic of trademarks and picking a good business name. There's lots of different real estate companies, appraisal companies, escrow companies, title companies, mortgage companies, real estate companies, residential and commercial, I mean, all sorts of different companies in the real estate business. And, you know, one thing that pops up and one thing that I've seen that I also want to give a little bit of attention to. You know, a lot of brokers that I know, because there's, some brokers are happy just working in their territory, as they should. They become knowledge masters in their area, and, and that helps them pay off. That's one thing that you want to do is really understand your turf. On the other hand, you have, for example, mortgage brokers that like to expand. Uh, I've known uh, one, one mortgage broker in particular like to go out to you know get licensed in 30, 40 different states and, and really expand. Um, so there's different types of business models in real estate. There's several different types of real estate you know companies and whatnot. One thing I wanted to point out is choosing a name. I you know I'll see people say, well look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I just got my broker license. I'm ready to go. And I want to call myself uh, countrywide real estate, and I say, well, okay, you know that's that's good. You you want to be a countrywide, uh, you know, national type lender. That's great. But you know, before you dive in and go start your corporation, and um, start open up different offices and get your letterhead, and you know, get your your internet advertising going, and open up your YouTube and Twitter channels and and and, and Facebook like pages before you do all that stuff <clears throat> take a second and ask yourself am i choosing a name that's going to keep me out of trouble or am i choosing a name that's likely to get me into trouble when i say trouble i mean trademark uh getting the what i call the love letter the cease and desist letter telling you nice try but you can't do that unless you want to take us on and beat us in a lawsuit then you can go ahead and try to use it. So we posted a video recently on that and uh, wanted you to check it out. If you're starting, if you're a new broker, and you're saying, what, you know, what do I do? Where do I go from here? Check it out. Um, you can find the video actually on attorneysteve.net. That's our corporate homepage. 
you can check it out there. It's it's go to our blog. It's the latest blog post, just posted, hot off the fre- <laughs> hot off the press, and you got me thinking fresh again. Uh, you got me off track. Um, so, but anyway, check that out. It's got some good tips, and I, and I called a uh, quick and dirty, um, you know, way to do a search and make sure you're picking a name that's not going to infringe other people. At least I'll let you chime in on this, uh, any thoughts you might have, and then I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, maybe maybe a couple of the steps that, that, that you could do. Well, I get, you know, I get, I mean... Well, by the way, I should that, probably say, I should probably mention, Lisa's not an attorney. Uh, she's not licensed to practice law in any state, but she's very knowledgeable. She handles a lot of our phone calls, speaks with a lot of different brokers and business clients that I deal with. So she has a, a unique perspective, having having you know talked with and and you know met with so many different peoples. Plus, she's one of the most social people in the world, uh, having shaken hands with some of the most powerful, influential people. And uh, I say that half half heartedly, but also halfway it's true. So um, I, I've been in I've been in Gingrich's office. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, and so you know you you've you've you personally know some of the some of the you know really powerful real estate people in the market today. Uh, you're well well aware of who they are and what they do, and as as we are. So you know you have some good insights. So I just wanted, like I said, just to get some general information, uh, your take uh, if you have any on on companies and just choosing uh, names and names people choose and anything like that. Well, I think it's what's interesting about that is is um, you know, we had somebody call our office that used a uh, for a company for their business. It was like a character for their, you know, kind of their brand name, what have you. And she, you know, they never consulted with an attorney, and they just kind of went with it. And sure enough, they got a cease and desist letter. And you know, they just were like scratching their heads, like going, "Are you? How does this even tie into this?" You know, without obviously going into detail what this what it was. But the fact is, is that you know. If you don't do your homework and your due diligence, you know it, it can be a problem. And all you could put tons of time, energy, money, logo, the whole deal into something, and then you get completely stopped, and all that goes to waste because there is somebody else out there that has a patent or trademark on it or something. I mean, and there's, it's the reason that people pay big bucks for you know you know patents and, and things like that. I mean, they they, they take the time to do their homework, hire an attorney to make sure the money in their investment is protected. I mean, that's really what it really comes down to, don't you think? Yeah, and I think that's that's well said and yeah, it's one of those things where yeah, before you, you know, before you would invest literally, I mean, you've been to the printers and copiers just trying to get a stack of letterhead and some business card. I mean, what does something like that run? It's like a thousand dollars. I mean, and actually, ironically, we, you know, the, you know, you you pay thousand dollars for new letterhead addresses, everything, and then you know, someone says, oh, that's my name, or I have a trademark on that name. You've just wasted not only the thousand dollars that you've paid, but you've also wasted your time, your ideas, your energy. You got you have to go and rethink your whole idea all over again. That's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's you're right, and that's that's not fun. It's disappointing, and it can be very demoralizing, and and be a big setback. You know, you're, especially when you're talking about things on the internet, and you're 
you're setting up a Twitter account and a YouTube account, Facebook account, you know, all these sort of social media accounts that are, you know, I don't want to say a must-have, but, you know, most businesses have them. So by the time you get through all that and you and you pretty up your pages and you get all excited, you got your letterhead and, you know, this and that, and, you know, you're registering yourself on diff- different websites and whatnot, only to go, like, get that cease and desist letter and say, oh, okay, what do I do? Or, you know, I think I'm right. Well, then, you know, look it up if you're right. Well, maybe you have some legs to stand on, but... Just to me, the more prudent practice, what we're talking about today is check it out in advance. There's some real basic things you can do. And by the way, this applies not only to your trademarks and trade names and names that you're using, but also to like images and logos. Um, you know, more or less those are going to be covered by copyright law. But, you know, don't choose, you know, don't choose a symbol that looks like the Nike swoosh. Um, you know, if you're going to have an online short, uh, shoe company or, you know, or sock company or something related to that, because you're going to have a problem. So it's not only your trademarks, your trade names, it's the logos and symbols that you're using and, and adopting. And, and, and it also extends to things like uh, slogans, like just do it or, you know, I'm the one or whatever you want to say. Um, so that's what we're talking about, checking these things out in advance. The video we post talks just like I said, real basic, one of the things you can do is do a quick Google search. I mean, Google has indexed so many pages. I mean, they're like an encyclopedia of information. And put your name in quotes, the name that you want to use. If it's, a, if it's you know, a sun, Sunrise Mortgage or something, put it in quotes <coughs> and search. See what happens. When you put it in quotes, you're telling Google, I want whatever comes up. I will only want results that have these, these letters, these words in a row. So if you do Sunrise Mortgage and you get 50 companies coming up saying Sunrise Mortgage, I don't know if it was me, I probably wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? It's like it just seems like if I if I'm one of those mortgage guys that wants to expand into these other states, it seems like I might end up in a situation where let's just say, you know, several years into the business, I find out there's been somebody in Sunrise Mortgage in Texas for for 40 years and I didn't know that. Now we may have a problem. You don't know. So those are the things that I say, check it out in advance. You could do a Google search. You can type in USPTO. That stands for United States Patent and Trademark Office. There's a trademark button up there that has a trademark search. You look around, see if your name's on there. See if Sunrise Mortgage comes up in that search at all. Um, you can go to another thing is if you're that I would do if I was going to start let's just say a California corporation I would go to the California Secretary of State website does anybody else have this somebody else has that name you're not going to be able to I mean and usually it's an exact match with the Secretary of State so if you have somebody has Sunrise Mortgage of course they're not going to let you register the, the corporation but I would check out both the corporation and the LLC there's two different searches you can do. So those are the types of things. Another thing is like GoDaddy. I mean, now nowadays, uh, if I was going to start Sunrise Mortgage, I'd go to sunrisemortgage.com. I'd go to GoDaddy. I'd see if that domain's available. If it's not available, I would go look and see. Well, who's got Sunrise Mortgage? Let me see. And I'd go look around. And well, it looks like there's a a company here in Florida that has it. So you know, I need to be thinking about it. Is that something that's going to present a problem? 
you know, you know, and so forth and so on. You can see whether the .com is taken, whether .net, .info, and you can basically go look that up on a little thing called Who Is. If you type in Who Is in Google, that tells you who owns the domain, unless the domain is private. But for the most part, a lot of a lot of domains are public. You can see who the owner is. You can see what they do. You can reverse Google them and get it all figured out. So anyway, those are some general things that come to mind. There's obviously some other things you can do, and obviously those simple steps alone will not guarantee you uh, that you're going to be safe. I can't can't give those promises, guarantees, and warranties that everybody always wants. But if you have questions, if you're about to start about to start a company, you want to pick a good name, give us a call. That's one thing that we can handle for you. We can look it up, help you pick a good name. We can help you get incorporated or get an LLC if those are the things you're trying to do to get your business launched. Sound good, Lisa? Did I hit that right? Absolutely. I think you you hit it on the nail. I said head on the nail right there. Okay. Well, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about Wachovia in just a second here. Portions of the show are sponsored by the law offices of Steve Vondren. If you're starting a business, selling a business, need a social media lawyer, or have other business or real estate legal matters, you can find us on the web at attorneysteve.net. That's www.attorneysteve.net. You are listening to the Vondren Legal Hour, where you will learn everything you need to know to sound profound at cocktail parties and impressive around the water cooler. If you have something to say, don't be shy. Call right now and speak your mind. The toll-free number is 877-774-3195. That's 877-774-3195. And now, back to the Vondren Legal Hour with attorney Steve Vondren. All right, great, great stuff there. Okay, so uh, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about Wachovia. One of the things I'll just preface it uh the you know there's no advanced fees that can be charged in california for loan modification work i think everybody knows that now it's sb94 um but we have a contingency no advance fee no upfront fee no fee program unless you sign unless you a get a modification and b obtain one why don't you tell us a little bit about that well, it's. Um, I think people think that you know there's a gimmick. There's no gimmick. We do not charge any upfront money. We are only paid if we actually get a modification that is signed, and um, we, uh, you know, we get some great modifications. Not everybody qualifies. Not everybody. Not everybody that we submit gets a modification. But um, if there's a modification to be had, this is the department that you know. I mean, this is this is your last resort here. And um, like I said, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if there is one out there that fits for you, um, we, you know, we definitely get some you know, great modifications. And, and um, you know, again, call us, 877-276-5084. you most likely speak with me, and I can kind of go over exactly what we'll need to get you submitted, but... Um, it's kind of a no-brainer because if for some reason we can't get you a modification, you don't owe us a penny. So that's awesome. You think people yep. would call just to spend time to talk to you, talk with you? Yeah, you know, I, it's yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right. So that's good to hear. And also, if you want more information before you call, you want to say oh, I want to understand a little bit about it before I call. I hate just calling people out of the blue. 
you can check us out, contingencymods.com, contingencymods.com. Let me, let me just double-check, make sure that's the correct address. I haven't given this out in a while, so let's just check real quick here. Yep, it's up there, contingencymods.com, and get some more information. I've got a little video on the right, uh, which gives you some information, a little more detail than we're going over on the radio here, so check that out. And if that's something that makes sense for you or a friend, let them know. Send them the link. Okay. Um, that's about all I have. I wanted just to talk real briefly. We still do foreclosure reviews, comprehensive analysis of your situation uh, to see what your deficiency liability judgment may be, what your options may be, um, those kinds of things. So if you're interested in that, also Lisa's given out the number. And, again, check us out, attorneysteve.net. Find out everything you need to write right there. We've got phone numbers and materials, all sorts of things for you. So check that out. Um, that's about it. Uh, Frontline Lisi, I do want to mention just one more thing. Um, if fall goes well tomorrow, it looks like we're going to have uh, our California man-on-the-street real estate broker, Alan Burdetsky, uh, will hopefully be coming and joining the show tomorrow. Yeah, he said he's really busy, but... Uh, time permitting, he is going to jump in on us and tell us a little bit about the state of the short sale market in California and talk to us a little bit about mortgage and mortgage rates and, you know, credit. I mean, how much, what kind of credit do you need to get a loan? Are, are lenders doing loans? He's going to hit us with some valuable information, and that's scheduled for tomorrow, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Don't miss that. Alan Burdetsky, a wealth of information, and uh, look forward to that. Anything else? No, I think it is. Uh, it's getting dark outside. I love the uh, fall fall approaching. It's kind of nice. Five thirty. So, so when it gets dark, does that mean I get to leave the office? Well, yes. Uh, I think you've been doing your work. So, uh, why don't you uh, leave, and then uh, we'll just have you in at four a.m. in the morning tomorrow. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, you may have to be here when it gets light, though, which is about uh, seven o'clock. <laughs> Time is money, baby. Time I... is money. Which is which is basically what time I get in anyway. So. <laughs> well, that's probably true. That's probably true. All right. Okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you all for jo- thank you all for joining us today for the Vondren Legal Hour, and let's just take you out with our theme song. Goodbye now. You are listening to the Vondren Legal Hour. The preceding show consists of general legal information only and is not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. Contact an attorney if you need legal advice. All information set forth on the show are opinions only and should not be relied upon as being accurate as the law is subject to interpretation and is constantly evolving. The law offices of Stephen C. Vondren is licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, and we only serve clients in these two states. This is an advertisement and communication pursuant to the state bar rules. Vondren Legal Hour, copyright 2012, all rights reserved.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.